Okay, we are on the way back home from Pig River Precision where our good buddy Josh Bandy put on another great course of fire as always. I know you guys heard me in the last episode and multiple episodes me singing Josh's praises. Um, he did it again. Awesome course of fire. Uh, low key one day match. Um, it was a beautiful day, absolutely beautiful. But see how Tim had to win today. Woo! Uh, it not only changed shooter to shooter, it changed multiple times while you were on the clock. Shot to shot. Literal, like, same target, boom, boom, two different wind calls. That fast. We, we've never shot, you know, we're from the Southeast. We're country boys, and uh, that's actually Jeffrey just calling. CL's phone. Um, we, we're from the southeast. We don't have, a, we don't deal with a whole lot of wind, but here it is. We're in the middle of March, and March is known to be a windy month anyway. And holy shit, I, we have never shot in wind like that. Uh, we had gusts. What were the gusts when we were up on the uh, up on the Connex box? What were they saying the gusts were? 20. 20-something. 20 you know, 20. average between... 7 and 20, 21, 22 mile an hour. They don't sound like a lot to you, you West Coast and, and Midwest guys, Texas guys, but down here we ain't used to that. And me me and CL both are shooting little 95 grain 6 millimeters. This is my first match ever. Well, that's my first time shooting it over 500 yards, honestly, was today. Dope lined up good, so I had no problem with that. But uh, I've never shot it before. And damn sure ain't shot it in wind like this. And it everybody, I don't care what you were shooting, everybody was fighting the wind today. It was the, the story of the day was the wind. The course of fire was you know challenging but fair, super fair and fun. It was a great course of fire. Um, and uh, but the wind, I mean, you just you can't turn the wind off, you can't turn it on, you can't change its directions, you just gotta deal with it. And everybody had to deal with it. Um, and people, how you dealt with it is, and also a little bit of luck involved, uh, determine how you finish today. That's not me taking anything away from people who shot well today, but I mean, I talked to people who shot well today, they're like, dude, there's a lot of stages where I just lucked up, made a good guess of a wind call, and it stuck. Um, you know, in. And you got people like Keith Baker, what did he say about the wind? I mean, he said that he has never shot a match where he's regularly dropped three to four shots every stage. And Keith tied for third and then got third with the tiebreaker. Uh, so he, he, you know, he's shot this win before um, or worse. Um, but uh, he did well as to be expected. But he, he did make the comment that the win was beating him up too, that it's, it's, more, it's more to deal with Maybe not mile per hour, but just the nature of the wind. He felt it too, for sure. And Keith is one of the best in the world. Um, and uh, you know, everybody, everybody dealt with it in one way or the other. And depending on what stage you started on, and I mean, by what time? You say nine thirty, the wind started picking the hell up. Yeah, about nine thirty, ten o'clock. And and then it, it just got worse throughout the day. I mean, it was. 27 degrees this morning with with no wind and then it, you know the temperature started warming up but the wind chill started going down because you actually had wind um and our long range 
stages were. At later, the end of the day, I fucking day. Long, yeah. I, so I I started the day off obviously as the Baker curse with you know last name Baker first shooter of the day, um, and uh, we started on the PRS barricade tiebreaker stage, and I mean I felt like I broke every shot good. I dropped the last shot uh, just over the top of the target. Um, I don't know what that was, but anyway, it felt it was a good. I felt like it it broke well. But so I dropped one. I'm like, okay, let's let's keep this momentum going. CL, you the barricade was not. I've shot way worse barricades, but it wasn't like something posted in the ground, right? You could move it. When CL got to the top position, the barricade come off the back off his back legs because he you know put weight into it and it moved. So it it wasn't like a super. You know, like I said, it wasn't concreted in or buried or anything, but, um, you know, CL didn't do horrible on it, but dropped a couple shots. The next stage, uh, at Pig River, when you start in the mornings, the sun is rising at your, like, 1, maybe 2 o'clock, um, if your firing position is 12 o'clock, or your target is at 12 o'clock. The sun's coming up at, like, the 1, 2 o'clock. And so all the berms are super shaded. And I get there and I, when it already started a little bit, but not horrible. And I just started dropping shots and couldn't, I mean, I might as well have been shooting in a complete opposite direction because I could see nothing. I zeroed the damn stage. I said, well, great. I dropped one shot and then zero the next fucking stage. So, uh, you know, it. there was a lot of zeros a day. There were a lot of stages every stage had a handful of zeros some more than others for sure um but uh tough day overall but we had a good time i mean i i love the course of fire guns ran good guns ran good no issues whatsoever um i mean me and cl both made the comment multiple times a day we're pulling the trigger good i had maybe three four tops but i think i can remember three shots that i kind of wish i could get back uh that i pulled the trigger bad other than one stage that uh the truck bed that i went against my my initial instincts of what bag to run and i was super i mean I, every time i looked my bubble level was buried to one side or the other uh it was i, I was very unstable my damn butt stock was getting it was cold as shit butt stock was like getting caught up in my jacket shout out to mark taylor for always telling everybody to put the butt stock on the inside of your jacket it works great when it's prone but when you're moving around in a dynamic stage or positional stuff it's a little bit tougher to do that but it would have worked great if i would have done that um but i mean you you yourself cl you had uh very few very few bad trigger pulls today I would say three or four. I yeah. Mean, I felt like I broke the trigger great. And I was as stable, other than the barricade, I was as, I felt very, very stable. It yeah. Just, I chased, chased the wind all day long. I mean, squadron, the shooter in front of me was holding, I mean, 1.5, 1.8. Mills, 800 yards. I go up there, hold 1.5 and, I'm way off the left, and I'm 0.6. Yeah, 0.6. So it's a mil less. 
Um, the same, I mean, same thing happened to me. Uh, I was holding, you know, CL would shoot, and we're 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 shooting ballistic twins. Literally, our dope was dead fucking nuts the whole day. Elevation, wind, everything was the same, and uh, he would shoot, and I'd end up holding like eight tenths more wind or maybe on then the next stage I'm holding a half a mil less wind than him to get hits and it was just that was a story for everybody it was very very tough because if you've never been to Pig River you gotta just picture that we're in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia and we're shooting across the Pig River which is a small little river at that point and you're going through shooting over basically kind of like a small holler and that wind as you know moves like water through terrain so when it comes down and, and kind of funnels it funnels in between the two hollers and speeds up so the story of shooting in the southeast or at most places that i've shot at least you can't make a wind call based off of the wind conditions at the shooting position because it's never the same as it is in the middle and near the target. And Paul's is that way too for different reasons. Paul has a little bit of feature, terrain feature, but he's got tree, at, at frontline defense, he's got tree lanes that go in between each stage, like thick, I mean, make a jackrabbit shy away from it so thick. And so you may get like no wind, you have like a, a streamer hanging from your tripod and it is literally dangling like completely at six o'clock not moving at all but yet you're holding you know a mill of wind at 800 yards because that's how different the wind is from at the target than it is from at the shooting position so you got to kind of it's almost the name of the game of either being lucky and just kind of guessing a wind call or throwing a digger and, and then it well throwing a digger and and then hoping you see the damn thing uh, and then, if you do, correcting off of that and hoping that wind call even holds, you may be changing your wind call multiple times even after that. Um, it's gusty, not only gusty mile an hour, but switchy in direction as well. So it's, it's amazing uh, it, what the wind does at certain places and at certain times and how it affects your bullet. But, I mean, I'm sitting here watching Trace. And it's literally like a, a like a bad golf slice left to right. Like you see, watch the trace come from the muzzle, head out, look be like eight feet left of the target, and then end up four feet to the right of the target by the time. We, I mean, it's amazing. Um, and I've come to the conclusion these 95s ain't built for wind like this. That it ain't built for the wind like this. What I've, I've, like I said, this is my first match shooting it. CL and Jeff have shot these 95s for, what, two years you shot them that long? Two years. And Jeff a little bit longer, maybe. I've been there at these matches with them and seen when there's very little wind, how it's like a straight-up hold all the way out. They do great. But when you, we've never shot wind like this, and it was very telling. Today was very telling of what these things do in wind. And, I mean, I'm running them at 31.30 and 31.36, and I'm getting blowed all over the goddamn place. 
So I might be selling old bird dog here, my, my 95 stash, and looking for a 105 or maybe even a one. I've got eight or 900 of the 109s. I might even be looking at those guys. Um, I haven't shot them yet, so I don't know. But definitely the 105s have always done great for me. But the 25 would have been great today. The 25 Creedmoor would have been fucking pretty killer today. Um, but I didn't, I didn't even know what the wind was going to be like before we got here. Did you? Did you? Have you been looking at the wind to see? I don't think anybody anticipated it. No. I think the high wind that I looked at last night for the day was seven mile an hour. Did seven, you, did you seven, see a seven? Eight, seven, eight. Seven, eight. That bullshit. So, I mean, but that's part of shooting though, right? You don't get to pick the wind, but you just deal with it, right? So, that's what we did today. The farthest I've ever held off a target uh, has been like a half a mil. And yeah. I was holding like two mils. And still, that was still wasn't enough at 11:35 today. Yeah, I held two mils today, I believe, and got a hit at 11:35 um, with them, and it was really a good guess because I missed the first one. That's not true. So the stage went that stage particular went 950, three shots, 900, three shots. 11.35, three shots, and then a thousand three shots. So I think I dropped two of the 950s, got the third one. I drilled the 900 three times. And Four then, times. No, no, no. I, I drilled it three times and decided I wanted to give it a, an extra bit of love and hit it the fourth time. And that obviously didn't get the fucking point for that. And then, so I only had two shots at 11.35, missed the first one, hit the second one. Literally, out of guessing, of, I didn't see, did not, one bet cannot call, any, cannot claim any credit. It was, I missed, I held more, and got a hit. And that was right, roughly at two mils. I've never held two mils on anything in my fucking life. I've never held two mils of wind. I know there's guys out in Oklahoma listening to this right now that are laughing their asses off. Like, we hold two mils at 500 yards. Yeah, well, we're, we ain't from that. So, you're going to eat my lunch if I ever make it out there to a fucking match. So, just know that going forward. Um, it makes me want to go take a class out in the wind. You know what I'm saying? It only make you better. It, it can only make you better. I, it makes me want to go take a class whether it be you know a lot of the wind out there is consistent yeah and that that's what i've never shooting out there but from what i've gathered where i've seen it is you know you got a pretty good indication of what your wind is a hell of it's 25 30 mile an hour consistently but you can make a pretty good wind call at your shooting position that's gonna it might it has a lot better chance of holding up on target um and you know this is just enough to piss you off and switch enough and to piss you off and just you know to blow you off either, either side of the target uh, with the same wind hold literally go same wind hold and go off both sides of the target but that's what it is but everybody struggled that i didn't hear anybody say man i'm burning the fucking down like, i ain't heard nobody say that shit today and uh but you know we saw a lot of friendly faces, a lot, a lot of good people we know. Um, we had what 108 
was 108, 109 shooter, something like that. It was over 100. It was like a sub 110, I'd say, but over 100, somewhere in there. I had two fucking zeros today. 102. 102, okay. I had two zeros today, and uh, I ended up coming in 55th, and Sierra, yeah, you didn't have any zeros today, did you? Bird Dog had no zeros today, which is chalk it up to a fucking, a fucking goal hit. And you came in 53rd, 52nd, 53rd, one of those two, 52nd, 53rd. Um, so, I mean, that makes sense. We're shooting literally the same thing, everything, and I just, I mean, I thought I was going to be in like the 80th. That's how bad I, but then looking at the scores, it really shows how everybody was fighting this win. It wasn't just us. So, I can't say for any reason we we had more wind than anybody else. No, no. Everybody was shooting like shit in some shitty conditions. I mean, some people just had the look at the draw that it wasn't on real, a stage. On a stage. On a stage. You know, but it probably bit them on the next one. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it worked out. So, I mean, bottom. It was a heavy positional match. Yeah. It was only two prone stages. Everything else was positional. Loved it. I loved it. Yep. Uh, I love positional stuff. I mean, I don't mind shooting prone. You know, I heard people say, man, I don't like shooting prone. I like shooting... I like them both equally. I mean, they both have their place, and they both are uh, applicable to different scenarios, you know? Um, I, 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 love, I love them both. Uh, but it was, you know, two long-range stages... And there was no prone. There were stages that had some some prone positions in it, but it wasn't a prone stage. And awesome mix, awesome mix, and uh, fun. The props are always fun. Uh, you know the the tree that we always shoot there. We you know we've at 700 yards shooting off of a down tree, and you're you know you got a, a couple elevated positions off of branches, and then then down on the trunk itself at 700 and um you know the rocks the i love i love the rocks those rocks are fun to shoot and they each rock has got a place that's kind of like a sweet spot you know the sweet they're all different shapes oh they're like oh you're way pointed they're not none of them are flat like none of them are flat like it's not one of those rock stages that you could put a bipod down on like no this looks like a no they aren't boulders yeah, yeah, they're they're pointed as fuck, like like they were chiseled out of the mountain is the way they look like, right? And so they got really pointy tops that you're shooting off of, but you like I said, you find the right, you know the right spots on them. They're they're stable and they're fun. Um, but uh, I did, I was upset we didn't get to shoot um, the uh, what's it called? The buried, the little ninety degree angle that's buried in the ground, like a bunker. Yeah, like the bunker. Yeah, that, I love that. I've shot it once or twice. I love that stage. It is so much fun. So it's basically Josh has dug out a, a big L, a big ninety degree L, and you are shooting underground. You're underground. You're shooting through portholes that are like in the dirt, and it's it's awesome. Like metal walls. It's fun. I love that thing. And, and uh, we didn't we didn't have that stage today. But, um, I mean, what do you think overall the match? Like David said, not to, I mean, 
come right behind him, but great course of fire. I mean, it was challenging, but the wind is really what made it so challenging today. I mean, it was a fair course of fire, absolutely. like super fair. Target size, the positions. It wasn't. It wasn't a meatball match without the wind. It wasn't a meatball. Like if you did zero mile an hour, it wasn't a meatball match. But that wind made it a motherfucker. I mean, what we what we say the winner dropped fifteen or eighteen. Eighteen shots. In the southeast, this is what we mentioned before I started recording. In the southeast, typically one or two day matches. The winner typically drops single digits each day, whether it be a one day or a two day. They drop single digits, whether that's nine or three or whatever. The winner today, which was my man Dan Posey in our squad, Green Beret, third group. He fucking, I didn't realize he was shooting as good as he was today. And I was in the squad watching him shoot, and I didn't realize he was shooting as good as he was. He dropped, I think it was 18 shots a day and brought home the W. Now, mind you, he left before announcing that. So, um, but I know he knows that. Congratulations, Dan. Love you, brother. Awesome job, buddy. Yeah, you and Bryce, too. Bryce, you fucking, you shot very well today, too, man. So, shout out to Bryce. Um, and, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a good time. We had a great squad. Had some new faces I didn't know, which I love. No major hiccups. Everything ran smooth. Everything ran like smooth. Always. Yep. Everything was great. Um, I will say this. I had no less. I don't even know if you called them all. I had no less than 10 to 12 guys that I didn't know from Adam's dog that came up to me while on a stage and said, hey, look, I just want to shake your hand. I really enjoy your podcast. And, guys, that's what makes me do it. That's what makes me keep doing it. I love it. Um, so I I am the most approachable person you're gonna fucking find. Yeah, the feedback feedback is awesome. Um, I love it. I, I love giving you guys stuff to listen to, and uh, I, I mean it's therapy for me, talking out what I got going on, and uh, and just also just good conversation with people. You know, like my two best friends Jeff and CL, and then all of my other really good friends in the shooting world. Um, so I love it. So please, by all means, I'm not trying to just like, you know, butter my own biscuit and, you know, whatever. I really enjoy the feedback because it just gives me more motivation to do more for you guys. And I love it. Um, so let's back it up. We go last night. Uh, we come yesterday. Uh, we stopped in my wife's hometown of Hillsborough and went to one of my and my wife's favorite spots, the Wood Nickel. Uh got my my signature favorite burger the hangover burger i'm telling you guys if you're ever in central north carolina and you're anywhere near hillsborough north carolina do yourself especially if you're a beer drinker because they've got a kick-ass beer selection there um if you've never had burial beer uh burial brewing company any of their beers you're missing out the what was it called sex wax or surf wax surf wax that is an amazing IPA. Um, get that. You'll love it. Um, then the Gang of Knives, or Gang of Blades, that's the name of it. That's the most gangster name of a beer ever. It's a double IPA, delicious beer. Um, but the Surf Wax is that, like, West Coast IPA, super drinkable, 
lawnmower beer, like amazing on a hot day, that type, so good. The hangover burger is a gigantic black Angus beef. When they buy their beef, they buy it per cow. So you're gonna eat off the same cow until that cow's done, right? Farm raised, I'm pretty sure organic, everything, grass finish, uh, delicious beef. So it's got cheese, smashed tater tots, bacon, lettuce, their specialty pink sauce, which is, what would you say, like mayonnaise and ketchup and some other stuff. It's so good. I don't even like mayonnaise, and I love this stuff. And it's good on the fries, too. You dip it, get some for your fries. Uh, and then it's got a runny egg on it. On a brioche bun, to buttered and toasted bun, it, it's an amazing fucking burger, right? That and the, and the delicious fries. Bird Dog here got some of my favorite wings on the planet, the sweet chili Thai wings, which are, I mean, absolutebomb.com. And then you got some honey mustard stuff. I'm not a big honey mustard guy, but you like those wings too. They were excellent also. Yeah. He would never been there. He heard me talk about it and uh, finally got him got him into uh, the nickel, and he, he's now a fan. And so, Jeffrey, I know if you're listening to this, the next time we come to Pig River, we're stopping. I'm taking you because you'll appreciate the beer there too, along with the food. So we get to the hotel. We get here early. What time did we get here? Like 4 yesterday? 3.30 or 3.34. There's nobody at the hotel. Like, you can definitely tell it's a one-day, not a two-day. Um, but there was, I don't, I don't, we didn't see anybody the whole night and, and this morning. We didn't see anybody, any shooters there at the hotel we normally stay at. That was a low-key night. Yeah. We, we, we went and we let, we went to the, I texted Josh Bannon. Hey, y'all at the range hanging out? He said, yeah, dude. Yeah, buddy. Let's go. Come on. So we came on. By the time we got there, people were started packing up, leaving because apparently they had a train-up day out there. Ben Fleener, shout out to Ben. Uh, he and a couple other guys, uh, Mitch Biggs, um, they uh, they put on a little train-up day, um, and then uh, some people got to shoot. Obviously, zero check and everything. We got there tail end of the day because we'd already been in the hotel and hung out for a bit. And so everybody went to the Rocky Mount Burger Company, which I just had a burger. CL really wasn't feeling a burger either. So we went with Mexican. We went to a Mexican restaurant. Bitch was popping. We waited for 15 minutes at the door for someone to come take our name to put it in a fucking hat. No one even said, it. we're like, man, fucking bullshit. We left, went to cookout. Went to the drive-thru, went to the hotel. We just hung out in the hotel, got a good night's sleep, which was great. I woke up this morning feeling pretty good. How'd you sleep? Slept good? Yeah. Well, CL sleep good, you know, in an Iron Maiden, like, he'll sleep good. So, that's a superpower, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, so then we got up, colder in a well digger's ass on fucking Christmas, and uh, went to the range this morning, and that's where, where the day got started. Match was done. People, you know, trying to get home for a one day. People trying to get home, so not everybody stuck around. Kind of low key. Um, announced the winners and everything. Had a few beers. Hung out with Keith Baker. Uh, hung out with Josh for a while. Hung out with Ben. Ben's my buddy. Um, and uh, and here we are on the way home. Great day. Great match. Uh, great time. All it's always fun. I'm gonna put this out there. Do not make it a priority to shoot with a squad made up of everybody you know. 
But that's fun too. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a place and time for that where that's fun too. But I mean, I had my best friend with me, but uh, and then a couple of my other good friends with with Bryce and Daniel. I d- I didn't know anybody else in the squad, and I had a kick-ass time. I love meeting new people, and I suggest you guys do the same thing, especially if you're. Uh, I guess it works both ways. If you're new, you don't know anybody anyway, so that's great. Enjoy that. Build these relationships with people. But even if you've been doing this a long time, if you're if you've been stuck in that like I'm jumping to squad with everybody I know, that's fine every now and then. But do yourself a favor, jump into a squad completely full of strangers, and you'll learn that almost everybody you shoot with in this game are good people. And you build good relationships. Um, I, I highly suggest for everybody to do that. So, CL, what you got coming up next weekend? Uh, Jeff and I are going to go to PA. We're going to go to the war match. Right. So, Drew Walters match, War Rifles match. Last year we had brand, it at Peacemaker. Brand new range. Yep, brand new range. Last year we had it at Peacemaker. And that was a fucking hot-ass weekend. Um and I think wasn't it originally scheduled last year for March and then it got COVID pushed it back yeah. to the fucking Satan's ball sack hot in July um, and this year's back in March but it's in PA um, so this was our first match of the year so me, me and me and CL hadn't shot a match yet this is our first time and you know I told CL this is going to be good get bust the cobwebs up a little bit you know get everything dialed in for next weekend and, and have a good time. Get all the bad shots out. So there's three or four you drop where bad trigger pulls are gone. They ain't going to be there next weekend. So you're going to have three or four less bad shots to pull. And uh, you know you know me. I'm always you know root for the home team. And uh, I think you and Jeff are going to gonna have a good showing. And I'm excited for you guys. Your gun's running good. Oh yeah. Dope's perfect. I mean the short end of the stick will be me, like right. always. You're right. Yeah, the, everything's running good. Um, I'm hoping fucking wind lays down for y'all next weekend. If it's anything like this, it's fucking bad news bears for everybody. Um, but uh, hope, let's hope the wind decides to cooperate with us, uh, with them. And um, But I'm going to be at the Casa hanging out. Casa Grande. That's right. I'm going to be hanging at the big house and uh, spend time with the fam. Courtney, bless her heart, my wife, she's got COVID right now. And she, I mean, she's, I had had a heart. What the hell is this motherfucker doing? Son of a bitch. Um, she's had a harder run at it than I had when I had COVID. And I felt bad, but I had them a hotel and a match fee already invested. And uh, Jack's had a soccer game this morning. So I worked it out with my mom, picked him up from school yesterday, kept him last night, and took him to soccer this morning and brought him home so to give my wife some time to have some me time. She's feeling, she's feeling better. She's doing better than she was earlier in the week. Um, gave her time to catch up on some stuff she wanted to take care of around the house and some just some me time uh, for you know, her to hang out and, and rest up. And uh, so I, I hated leaving her, though. 
but like I said, had I not had everything invested in and then CL planning on going riding with me and everything, I would I would have not even come this weekend. But I'm glad I did because she's doing fine and uh, I had a good time. It's good to bust some cobwebs off my narrow ass out there shooting. So I'm excited for the next match. I don't even know what my next match is. I have no idea. I'm not signed up for anything other than the Guardian back here at Pig River in October. Um, are you planning on shooting that? I'm shooting the Guardian in October, and Jeff and I have a team match at Big River uh, the beginning of May, and then Jeff and I are going to the team match at GTI, the Guardian at GTI. Copy that. So we can go ahead and, I mean, we're, it's the new tradition, I and mean, I've made the executive decision with or without you. I don't give a shit. When we come to Pig River, we're stopping Hillsborough to eat at, at the Nickel, at the Rusty Penny. So, um, we, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that match. I, mean, I always look forward to coming up here to Pig River. I love it. I love the drive. We came up yesterday. I didn't even mention this. We came up yesterday, and I must have missed something, a turn or something, and it took me away that I ain't never been up here, up this. Now, it's a two-lane road, but there ain't no line in the middle of the road. It's literally just blank pavement. Up this mountain. We came in like the backside. Like we went up the asshole to get to the thumb of uh, Rocky Mountain, Virginia. But it was a beautiful little road. Made me want to get on my bike or my uh, or the Mustang to take on that road because uh, it was a cool road. The hollers, there's parts that were just they were logged, and it was just so beautiful. And it, I was we both we stopped and looked at it. Like man, this would be awesome to hold a match right here. Like you know, get this shit cleared out because it's so beautiful up here. Um, we didn't have to evacuate the hotel. I didn't even, I forgot about that, guys. So when, back when me and CL went up to Pennsylvania, y'all heard me mention the last podcast about our trip up to Patriot Valley. So the hotel, well, that, that wasn't the first night. That was the second night, wasn't it? That was the second night. That was the second night. Remind you, CL, when he sleeps, snoring is an understatement of the century. Like, I, I envy how well he sleeps, how hard he sleeps. But I'll tell you, I, I didn't sleep a fucking wink the first night in the hotel. So second night, I was, I mean, obviously. Prepared. Yeah, and exhausted. I mean, I was literally a zombie. Went to bed, and what time was it? About 2 a.m.? Something like that? 12.30. 12.30, something like that. I'm dead. And I got earplugs in and everything. And the fucking fire alarm in the hotel goes off. And I don't hear shit. I'm dead plus the earplugs. And CL's like, David, David, wake up. Fucking fire alarm's going off. I said, son of a bitch. I'm, mind you, there's two foot of snow on the ground. It is cold as shit. I put boots on with, with basketball shorts and a jacket or a sweatshirt or something. And we evacuate. And we're like, people are calling the front desk. The guy working the front desk, like the night shift, <laughs> I mean, he was about clueless as shit of what, what to do or what's going on. He looked like a complete stoner himself. Um, but he was, and the phones are ringing off the hook from the guests. Like, is this a drill or is this something wrong or do I need to get out or whatever? And then he talked to his manager and he was like fucking stressed to the max, to say the least. And he leaves to go see what's going on. Check it out. No firemen are involved. We didn't see no fire trucks. 
we're out there freezing our nuts off. And we decided, I said, fuck it, I'm going to sit in the, hotel, in the hot lobby. I can get the fuck out of here if I got to it that quick. Kind of find out, he said, man, somebody was in there smoking pot on the steps. Below in, the smoke Below detector. the smoke detector in the hotel. At, now, mind you, we had smelled pot in from a room, a couple rooms, you know, earlier that night. But uh, they set the alarm off and made everybody get up. And then finally, we all just kind of filtered back in. But that was a big clusterfuck, you know, before we had to get up and drive the next morning. But we didn't have them problems at the Holiday Inn Express. Um, we we were smarter because we stayed at Holiday Inn Express this morning, apparently. That's what they say, at least. But um, all in all, as always, coming to Pig River, we had, from East North Carolina, we had a blast coming up here. We always do. Josh... I know it sounds like I'm jocking you, but dude, you again, you killed it, buddy. Um, awesome, awesome course of fire. We love Gorgeous the facility. Venue. The, the facility and the venue, it's it's everything. Even if the course of fire sucked, it would be awesome to shoot here because it's so gorgeous. But it never sucks. It's always awesome. The course of fire is awesome. You know, we're 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 big fans of Pick River Precision. I just wish it was closer to us. Um, this four-hour drive from like my house to Pig River. But anyway, I just want to give everybody a quick update of how the match went, a little bit of a uh, hot wash, um, just to show how you know much shit me and CL ate today. And um, I think I had a little bit, of, I had an extra scoop of it um, than CL. But either way, we definitely didn't do our best showing, but I mean, like we talked about, I don't know what I could have done. Oh, I know on one stage what I could have done differently on that truck that truck bed stage. But other than that, I don't know what I could have done differently to do any better. I mean, with the wind being that switchy, I mean... It's a gamble. I was four-tenths off the target to the right, correct back, get a hit, go to a different target, come right back with my same wind hold, and I was off the left. I mean, it's just kind of... It's a roll of the dice. Every time you you pull the trigger, it's a roll of the fucking dice of what your win what your win calls will be. Um, and for most people today, their win call was absolute hot garbage. So, but like I said, it makes it fair when everybody's got to deal with it, you know. But um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I told you guys I'd get you a, a podcast either before, during, after the match, whatever. And and here it is. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, um, can um, enjoy our misery a little bit, but either way, I told I said coming into this match, I said I feel good. I feel good in my mental space, and I and I dry I leave feeling good in my mental space because like, there's nothing I could have done about that. So I pulled the trigger good. I only had I think two little. I dropped two shots because of like wrong or like uh, repeating a target or something like that. Which I'll, I'll take that. Um, and uh, so, all in all, it was still a successful weekend because, we, like I said, the, the, the thing that ate our lunch, there's nothing we could do about it, and everybody had to deal with it. So, I'm not even mad about it. I don't even give a damn. Um, I mean, directly after a zero, I wasn't even mad. I was like, man, that's some bullshit. But that was it. And, and that's the key in this game is to not let the previous stage affect your next one unless it was a, a, a boost in confidence that that will help you but eating yourself up because of uh, bad performance on one stage don't make it two or three stages just make it the one 
take your bad score and move on and get yourself a good score on the next one, right? Because you don't want the one mistake to cause you to bomb two or three stages. And I'm, I've been guilty of that. I'm sure you have too. I mean, it's I've been very guilty of that. And I've just here recently got to a point where if you have that I don't give a fuck attitude, it actually helps you. You actually shoot better that way. So at the end of the day of this match, I don't feel like I've I've lost anything or that I leave it with my head hung low. Do you? No. No. There's no way to with this win because there's I don't care if you're shooting a 300 Norma or a 22 Dasher. It you're you're fighting this win today. So anyway, guys, keep it going, keep it downloading, uh, like, comment, share subscribe all those good things and uh this i will say i don't know if i'll get one in between now and thursday but i do know thursday weather permitting um uh heath chapman my professor at uh, east crime brazilian jiu-jitsu the plan is i've mentioned multiple times the plan is he's gonna come over to the house this uh this thursday in the afternoon uh we're gonna sit down we're gonna talk we're gonna talk jiu-jitsu talk martial arts and then we're gonna go shoot the man has never shot a rifle past 35 yards in his life, and that was an AR, just zero, battle zero at 35 yards. Uh, he's a pretty good pistol shooter, but that's it. We're going to get him on target at 511 yards, and then we're going to come back and finish the podcast on, hey, what did you expect? What did you find out? What are you taking away? What fundamentals do you – because I've just I've mentioned before, I, I've, I've seen fundamentals – carry over between jiu-jitsu and shooting and it's not a directly related thing but there are things that carry over and we're going to talk about it you're going to hear it from a, a very experienced black belt um he whoops he fucks my shit up every week like we i somehow get to rolling with heath and it is literally i'm a rag doll and he makes it look easy and fun like i'm just a fucking four-year-old um, it's amazing. So, and he's a cool guy too. He's very light-minded, like we are. So everybody listen to this, man. Me and him, we talk politics and shit more than we talk jujitsu. So, yo, you guys will love Heath. So that'll be fun. That'll be Thursday. And then probably sometime either the next week or the following week, I'll be on the Modern Day Sniper podcast. So check it out, Phil and Kalen. Give him a download. Give him a subscribe, which I'm sure you already are. And, uh, and and look for my episode there. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's always fun talking with Phil and Kalen. Uh, but anyway, guys, keep it up. Thanks for everything. Thanks for all the support. And we'll catch y'all on the flip.